Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. about it when you know what works for you you know how to use it for someone else so there's also things that I think that I can break down and give to other people that I might not even practice myself but I know it's useful I know it's valuable you know what I mean so that's another thing of being a I call it being a truth seeker you find all it's a person who will find all of the truth unbiased you know and being able to find the truth in all things is being able to find the value in all things. The truth is like that mathematical equation that's able to bring about a particular reality later on in life. You know, that's what Einstein did when he had thought experiments. He was trying to find the truth. That's what all scientists are doing. They're always trying to find the truth. And the truth is a mathematical language because the truth has to fit in place with the universe. If that's the truth and it's not a theory, then it should fit in place mathematically. It should be the 1 plus 1 equals 2. It's simple. It should be the E equals MC squared. It's simple. It should be um, the Fibonacci's number. You heard of Fibonacci's number? The golden sequence or the golden ratio? Uh, it's it's, it's um, a sequence of number guy Fibonacci found that fits into um, the universe's, he called it the like the universe's pattern. So he find it in different like flowers. You find it in like uh, 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 seashells. Seashells, yeah, all of that. But it starts off by taking uh, one plus one equals two, and then you go one plus two equals three, and then you go three plus two equals five, and then you just keep adding the last two numbers and going so on and so forth. And it's a, it creates a geometrical, geometrical pattern, and that geometrical pattern is found in. Um, you know everything from the seashell to the universe and they call that God's blueprint you know um, like his signature of what he uses to create and so that's sort of like how the truth is when you find a truth like a Fibonacci sequence then you find that it fits into the universe's blueprint and it works for you and so even if Fibonacci let's say he couldn't use it let's say he wasn't a mathematician but he found that rhythm pattern of numbers. 
and he gave it to another scientist who un actually understood it. That scientist would have still made that discovery and used it in some kind of manner. You know what I mean? Or if Einstein didn't know how to understand, you know, energy equals motion, and he was able to uh, uh, come up, he just came up with the E equals MC squared, he gave it to a, another scientist, they still would have used it and came up with something functional, a truth. And so I think all truth needs to be passed down and people have to be truth seekers. And the way you become a truth seeker is by obtaining a non-judgmental mind and the bias and being able to obtain energy and truth wherever it exists. And so I think I've always been practicing that for a very long time because even though I was given Islam at a very young age, I wanted to know what other theologies, what other religions exist and what truth are in there because I felt that if I was able to look at both of them and figure out what was in the middle, I could definitely take that for truth. Now, luckily for me, and astonishingly for me, I've studied all different fields, all different sorts of sciences, religions, and dopely enough, what Elijah Muhammad put out there is a superior wisdom. And so I was able to continue to stick with the roots of where I found my truth, but I always still go about questioning that truth constantly, always seeking more truth. And that's a mind that's always willing to expand. What ended up happening is based on our programming, our biases, our judgments, our religion, it can either limit our programming as far as our ability to understand things in reality, or if it's the truth, then it is the greatest design of work and the greatest mathematical process of thinking. But a lot of us are on subpar mathematical pattern of thinking because the way we've been programmed is like an old DOS computer from the 90s when you won't have that same ability to use the tools of a Mac from today or a Windows computer from today because you have to update your program constantly. You know, so a lot of people never update their program and they stuck on the old systems of thinking. And so when new tools come about and that ability comes about to be able to use new tools for your life and, and, and synchronicity of your environment, if your tools are outdated and you on that old program, you won't be able to do it. And so, yeah, so when you are, you are a truth seeker, you know, and you're able to understand that mathematical language of the universe, you're just able to constantly expand and be in synchronicity because when you're stuck on an old programming thinking based on your belief, your religion, based on dogma that somebody else gave you, you exert energy on your judgment. You exert energy on things that you should, you know? And judgment is an exertion of energy. And when you're using energy to judge things, then you're not in synchronicity with your environment. And you're not in synchronicity with the opportunities that exist within the new truths that are now in current reality. They say the, you know, the, the one truth about the universe is that it constantly changes. And so, or, you know, just change itself is the, the constant. And so if change is constant, then truth must be constant as well. And so you have to update your truth because you got to look at it like yesterday was January 2nd. That was the truth. But today is January 3rd. This is the new truth. So you have to update it with the motion of the universe and the motion of time. And time is the measurement of motion. And so motion is energy. So time is the measurement of energy. And energy is life. So time is the measurement of life. So as long as life is alive and vibrating and time exists, 
even though it is a construct that we've created because we've only are able to experience time from moment to moment. We can't, or we can travel back in time through our mind. We can go to that dimension of when we did something, but it only exists in the light of our mind now. It doesn't exist in the light of reality anymore. So that's the interesting thing because time being this construct and we not understanding it properly, we age ourselves, not knowing that we have a lot more time, you know, or, or we don't ever have to feel old. As long as we have energy, you don't have to feel old. Children have this stream of energy that feels like it's going to never end and they run all fucking day. And when you are in adult mode and you feel like your energy can just keep streaming and keep going, you feel young. And you can tap into different ages. That's why some people say that they got an old soul. They feel like they're tapping into their 50-year-old version of themselves. So a lot of people like to tap into their ancestors, but I think we got the ability to tap into our descendants as well, you know? And I look at black people as like just the dopest descendants ever because we are the culmination of millions of years of evolution, of evolving, of change, of knowledge, of progress. We've been through the stress. We've been through all the qualifying things for people to be great. And so when it comes to that, I think a lot of times we look back instead of looking forward. And when we look back, we are thinking that we there's something back there that we already don't have. But when we look presently at each other, we figure out, like, nigga, we saucy. Like, we, we got all the stuff. Like, if you look at the amount of inventions that black people created just in this 400 period in America, I think that qualifies us to be just technologically, you know, the greatest people to ever exist. You know, I don't think the, the Egyptians personally got anything on us. I just think they had a different technology at that time. You know, but I don't think they were greater people or anything. I think that that was cool to look back on, but a hundred years in the future, or two hundred years, or a thousand years, if the people would look back at what black people had accomplished and the amount of inventions they created from the fucking toilet to uh, computer chips to uh, uh, the ability to fire rockets in space, or whatever the hell it is, you'd be like, no, them was some dope ass people, <laughs> especially given what they just came out of. And so, I think the energy that black people have currently is something that we need to use. And we, we, I think we, we spend so much time looking backwards, we forget what we have presently. You know, I think that understanding of connecting the past to the present has to be understood, but also connecting the present to the future. What we can do, what momentum we have. You know what I mean? And we are very present spiritual people, which is why we don't plan, you know, but we have to be able to connect our present so that we can build our future descendants to be even greater. You know, while looking at how fucked up and robbed we were in one particular small spectrum of time, you know, even if it was a 400 year period, when it comes to the reality of how long we've been here on this planet, Earth, that was a little four minute fuck up period. And now we in this period of progression and greatness. And even what we did during that period of, you know, chattel slavery was still greatness upon our part as far as what we were able to invent and bring in reality. We outside y'all so they messing up my podcast. So yeah you can't give a person nothing. You already are who you're going to be, who you want to be, who you can't be. All of that is in existence within you. So if I tell you a motivational word or or, or you know what I, I I love using the Einstein 
as an example and an analogy not that i thought he was such a great man but just because the world considers him to be such a genius but what he did was such a normal thing to do i think in a sense is that he just spent his time thinking that's all he did like imagine a, a person sitting in their room and all of a sudden they sit in there for 10 hours or well, let's say they sit in there for 100 days we calling that person lazy as shit like you ain't doing nothing with your life bro but he's like no I'm, I'm doing these thought experiments thought experiments you need to do some work experiments you know what i'm saying so but one day he had a, a friend that told him say how about you publish some of the thoughts that you're working on so he said cool i'm gonna publish some of my thoughts i'm gonna go ahead and write them down put it in this little scientific thing let the other uh, uh scientists say whether it's good or not so he published some of his thoughts and the people was like okay this is cool he thought he would get a bigger buzz from his thoughts that he did it didn't really give him the buzz that he wanted to so he thought he published some more and then some more and then eventually he came to such a powerful and energizing mathematical thought that when he published it it challenged the truth that was already in existence and it channels the the order and the pattern of thinking that people had in place that they said was the truth of reality and so when he did that the other scientists around the world he did the, the dude was cocky because he didn't even set out to prove it himself he was just saying this is what i'm thinking you know what i'm saying on this particular subject that y'all said was true and so when he came up with his theory of relativity or whatever the other scientists set out to prove him wrong and, and they conquest and using their energy to go prove him wrong, they inadvertently end up proving him right. And all he ended up having to do was think. And so every answer that he ever needed was already in him. But if he would have told anybody from day one, like, yo, I'm a, I'm a genius, y'all. No, you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta prove that shit. So he slapped him with proof by telling him what he was thinking. But that means that regardless if he ever shared his thoughts, he was already a genius. And that's kind of how people are. It's like, you already got everything and you already are who you're going to be. And whether Einstein shared his thoughts with the world and the world observed his thoughts and said that he was a genius, he was already that guy, you know? And so when people realize, yeah, people, like, observation for other people validates, or maybe for yourself as well, validates for you to say who you are. And when you exert work and energy and you put it out there in this field of reality, then you have observable work that a person can see who you are internally by them externally being able to observe it with their senses, whether it's reading, whether it's seeing, you know, whether it's hearing, they able to or, or, or mental, they're able to observe who you are internally by what you put out externally. And so that's what you're doing if you say you're great and you exert all of this energy and work to show people like this is what I have in me that's basically what you're showing this is what I have in me this is what I can do but if you tell the person that day one the average person won't believe you, you know because they can't see potential which is potential energy the potential energy that you have to put out in the world to produce light you know and light is what we use to observe and so um yeah if a person can observe your greatness they think it don't exist me, I observe people integrating this because I look at people's potential energy and I know what they can do with the output of that energy. And although it may exist on the inside, of course we want things in our reality field so we can observe it too. So we can experience who you are. And that's what you're doing. You experience people's life energy, people's potential energy. 
And that's such a powerful thing to do. And it's a powerful gift that people give you is to experience what they have on the inside. And so, you know, I, I think we have to go around recognizing each other's potential energy. And we have to put energy into other people to energize what they have in them. Like, if we got a genius in our circle, we should put a lot of energy into that genius to make sure that he can produce the reality of what's inside him. But we don't look at that. But there's societies that do look at that. Even though a, a, a tribe never revolves around the individual, the individual revolves around the tribe, but the tribe makes sure that the, the, the specialness, the potential of that, inner, of that individual is brought out by the tribe as well. So, you know, that potential. That, that's what he did. I think being being across you know all these different countries and you know going to these monumental places like while I was there it was hard to really digest it like I'm here I said, I didn't know you ordered food. Yeah, I thought we were gonna eat here, my bad. No, I can get them to go. No, 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 it's cool. Um, like being in, the, in those different places, it was hard for me to kind of step out of that reality and be like, whoa, like really appreciate where I was until right. after I left. So, I mean, that was my immediate reality. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to X country or whatever. It was like, man, I got to pack. I got to do this. I got to do all the details that kind of took away from you're here. So it wasn't until I even got to New York or, or left New York and I got back home that I sit down and realized, like, I just manifested this huge trip, you know, right. that I probably would have told me, what, a couple months ago, you're going to do X, Y, Z. I would have never believed you. You know, and, and me putting forth that energy, I think the last two years, maybe even the last three years, I think like every year has gotten significantly better. So um, right now I'm trying to connect the present to the future because at, at this point, that was pretty much as far as I thought. You know, I thought up to like as far as planning, strategizing, you know, manifesting. Like I, I wanted to call to fruition all that I have now. And it was kind of a shocker to me that once I got to this point that I didn't really continue that. I didn't, like, I'm here and I'm like, oh shit, now, now what, you know? So I'm trying to connect the, the present to the future and manifest what it is that I should be or where I should be. That makes sense. That's why I don't like having, that's why it's goal to go, not goal. Go to go, you know? That's the game of life. It's the never-ending game. Like if you playing uh, soccer and you kick the ball in the goal and then they say, okay, game is over and y'all just standing on the field. Okay, what y'all gonna do now? But you can't leave the field. You gotta stay on the field. That's, that's how life is. You always in the field, so you might as well keep kicking until you get the goals. You know what I mean? Gives you, that's the game of life. It's going goal to goal to goal to goal. You always have something to do. Something to spend and use your energy on. You know? And what is it? Goal doesn't have to be financial, it has to be anything. It can be whatever you want it to, but just something that you use your life energy for. You know? I think that's that's the most powerful thing about it. I'm not traveling man, when I when I travel I I try to soak it in as much as possible. I know it doesn't last forever. You know, I know that 
it's gonna be motion and I'm gonna be somewhere else. And then that's where I would be and I'll, all I would have is the memory of it. And so sometimes when I go to places, I just stop and breathe it all in and become super present in that moment and meditate and thought for a second. And then I'm good. Put those uh, tacos. That boy, I would need more than that. Believe me, I know <laughs> too well right now. That's how I'm, right now, I need to learn how to. So it's an energy that I still have to, you know, interact with. But how can I learn to not not allow it to disrupt anything? You know, I still want to be on the same wavelength that I was on before this energy entered my space, or vice versa. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's it's such a difficult thing because. When you, especially at home, home is, you know, I've always thought this for a long time, you know, home is where your energy is, where you spend the most energy at, that's home. Now, of course, you spend the most energy in self, so you should always have that, to be able to go inside and meditate and be good, but you're talking about a place, you know, where it holds your energy, that's why it feels so good, like going traveling back home to meet your parents or something like that. Because that's what you're, it's familiar to you. you. You let energy here. Now you're coming back to it and you're able to tap back into that magnetic field. But when somebody disrupts that, and especially when you built this structure, it's like somebody coming repainting your house and you just got your favorite color done. It's like, yo, what the fuck? You fucking up my visual. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody playing music when you had your shit set on Sade and they come playing YG. And it's like, I fucked with YG, but I'm, I was on my Sade's right now. It's, it's, it's different, so it's learning how to, for one, you have to end up vibrating on whatever that transition of energy is, or if that frequency don't match yours, you gotta just figure out how way to structure it, a way to compromise energy where they meet in the middle and there's balance. Because, you know, anytime there's a disruption in energy, it just changes the, changes your wavelength. You know what I mean? And your body has to get used to that. It has to integrate with that but your body sort of fight it off it's like nah we already said what we want we, we, we didn't add that in the plan <laughs> so i mean that's that's a that's a very very tough one it's like what kevin hart said when he say uh you know you if, if, if you fucking with somebody and they got their uh shoulder ate off by a shark or some shit you can't fuck with them no more <laughs> They got the same, that's not what you signed up for. You wanted a whole energy. A whole body of work. You get used to that. You get familiar with something that's hard to change. Change is, change is friction, it's resistance. Unless it's going with the flow. It can be like a, a, um, a leaf dropping in a pond that goes with it, or it can be like sawing a table and that friction. But yeah, when that change is thrown in, it's friction and it's not flow. So the change that you want is flow, not friction. That's the difference. <laughs> oh my God.
Yeah, we're getting started right now. We're on the go, on the journey right now, podcast with 19 Keys, and I got a special guest on the journey. I'm tapped in. Yeah, we got David Shans from Sleep Is for Suckers. Uh, that means that I didn't get no sleep, so he about to do all of the talking about his journey. So I want y'all to tap in and just listen for a quick second. First, I want to ask you, what got you started on this entrepreneur journey? Uh, always been an entrepreneur. I found out at a young age that you can do some work and make money. Like I learned, it was like, it was crazy. It was like an epiphany. I raked somebody's lawn and they gave me some money. I was like, dang, I could do that again. I, I ain't got to wait for nobody. I ain't got to wait two weeks. I ain't got to put two weeks in the hole. I can, if I need some money, I can go make some right now. I learned as a kid. And you had to do a quick advice for entrepreneurs. They said that they wanted to get started today on a product. They didn't want to think of anything original for themselves. They just wanted it straight from your brain to production and start making money. What would you tell them to do? Write a book. Mm. Easy, easily digestible. About what? They don't have no ideas. They need all of it. It doesn't matter because typically 80% of the people that buy your book ain't going to read it anyway. Mm. Um, but I think it'll get, you a, it'll get you started in the space of, you know, uh, working on a project to completion because you got to come up with ideas get writer's block fight through that keep writing get writer's block again erase edit just that process alone forget the sale of the book but that process alone of actually building and constructing something um, will build in you that entrepreneurial uh, stick to itness. so um, then after that then editing then you know picking the right cover interior mm. and then you got to make the sale Mm. You got to sell people on what they don't have yet. Like in a, sh- in a shoe store, you see a shoe, you like it, you try it on. It's like, yo, I think I can rock with that. You think all the stuff in your closet, you can go with. But in a book, they don't get a chance to read it yet. Like they don't even get a preview of nothing in it except for outside of who you are in the cover. So you have to sell people on the cover to to get them to buy what's in it. So people are going to judge a book by its cover. Oh, for sure. And the person saw that. Okay, okay. So all I got to do is I can make a book about me getting through 24 hours in the day. Mm. Everybody has to get through 24 hours in the day, right? Absolutely. So it's about... All of the things, you can sort of just narrate your life. So we're giving people like a real idea you could do right now. So you can just narrate your life. When I wake up in the morning, sometimes I procrastinate. So I try to figure out what are a formula to getting past my own procrastination. And it's just going through your day because if somebody reads it, the whole point I think you want to get out of it is you can only really teach what you know. You can, of course, you can steal somebody else's information and then teach that, but that's not really real. You can't really sell that. But I, let me tell you the realest okay. joint I've seen all oh, he year. Said realer than real. Okay. 
What's your favorite rap line? Like one that really stuck with you. Give me a rap line. Who was by? Um, what's that Jay Z line I heard earlier? It was something from Fo 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 came out this year. Yeah, last year. Was it this year? Yeah. Um, no, it was last year. That was last year. You can speak. There's other people in here, but they like whispering and stuff. But they can speak. Might give me a line. So. Give me a rap line. Uh, Y'all come on, man. Mm. I'm like, I'm trying to find a clean one. All right, so I, I give you one. I give you one. Drake said, um, Drake said, uh, that's around the time when your idols become your rivals. You make friends with Mike, but got to AI him for your survival, right? So mm. he's talking about the, the point where AI shook Jordan out of sneakers. See what I'm saying? Like, it made the shot. So AI looked up to Mike, but once you're on that playing field, like, you got to go hard at your idol. So, my man took a book of mad rap quotes mm-hmm. and just broke down the meaning of it. Just mm. how I just did that. Packaged it. Sold it. I could say that'd be fun to read. Yeah. That's a read. It's like quick little escapism. You're on a plane, driving, whatever it may be. You just, you know I mean, just reading it. Yeah, I, I like it's that. interactive with whoever's reading it. Now, what about you start the, thinking about your, your own favorite bars. Like, oh, this is what this means. But I feel like you're cutting off a, a, a segment of demographic because young boys don't care about lyrics no more. Yeah. And you can't put feeling in a book. You could, not, the, not the lyrics they got nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, you, it ain't nothing to break down for real. You know what I mean? It's just like, it shit just gonna be incomprehensible. And that's what you could just put at the bottom. <laughs> but, but if you look at the trend, that everybody's a motivational speaker. So personal development is trendy right now. Mm-hmm. So if you can match your favorite entertainment with mm-hmm. the people who aren't true motivational speakers, who don't naturally be in the personal development, that's a great segue into giving them information right. based on the, the music that they're hearing. All right, so I got my favorite line. It's, uh, I'm a spiritual billionaire. I'm always making deposits. If you live by excuses, you always wait on tomorrow. That's my favorite line in 2018. I like that. Yo, you, you know can put that in the book, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, yo, sure, I, sure. Any, yo, here's the thing. Oh, that my guy boy, did yo. it, but here's the thing. I don't even know his name. Which means whoever's listening to this can do the same thing, package it, edit it, put it out, and let's have a conversation. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just got to keep it rolling. And uh, that's really what it's all about. Um, It was a great saying I heard where it says, great artists imitate, but greater artists or something like that still. And I think that's how it goes in business. You know what I mean? Like from all the companies that you see are successful and all the entrepreneurs you see are successful, they are the ones who stole the good ideas, repackaged it, and then just made it better in their own way. So uh, when I look at um, the journey, uh, for me, the greatest thing I love about being an entrepreneur, of course, is 100% the journey. I love going through that process of evolving and developing. All right, so here's the last thing. Sometimes on the entrepreneur journey, you get a hit, you get something that really works, and it's booming. But then sometimes a person has to know when should they move on to the next product? When should they have a pivot system? Um, obviously, I would take my personal coaching because some people, they move off too fast. Some people just have a terrible idea, and they need to move off of it. That was just a, uh, a time for building. But it's really case by case. It depends on what you're doing it for. If you're if you're a fresh entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I want you to like really bang on that idea until you develop into an entrepreneur. Stick with that thing for a little while. Give yourself a time frame. Y'all gonna work with this idea for a year, whether it works or not. 
because of what it's going what it's going to make of me. And then next year, 2020, mm-hmm. that's when I'm really going to be, um, you know, serious about entrepreneurship. And some people are like, well, you need to just go hard. Well, some people they tell for before you get a job, they'll go to school for four years, right. not willing to make any money, just willing to develop for four for four years, this is maybe crazy. five, maybe six. This is crazy. Before any chance of getting a job, so I'm just telling you, go and keep your job. Get a side hustle going um, for the next 12 months and develop. That's all I'm asking you to do. 19 keys. I got to get it. I got to It's all good, man. You got stuff to do, First man. off, we need to pause this and just come right back because I'm in my zone yeah. right now. I'm in my groove. Yo, year of the keys. You know what it is. We unlocking everything, man. I hope y'all tapped in. He had to zoom up. He got money on the call. Um, but I hope y'all tap into more of the podcast on the go, on the journey. It's 19 keys. Tap in. Peace. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.